Mike fucking White. It's time for Garbage Time. Guys, welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football. On this glorious Monday night, we are joined tonight by Ryan, myself, Joe, and the ghost of fantasy football has returned. Ron Seymour, how are you boys doing tonight? Doing good. I'm just upset that I uh, had to come back with the Mike White episode and I wasn't going to be here for the last Zach Wilson episode. Yeah, no, that was a miserable episode for me where Ryan got to rub the dirt right into my wound for about an hour. That was... I'm sure enjoyable for you to watch. I mean, it's it like was a Rob, good time. It's like Ron pulled a Rip Van Winkle and fell asleep in the mountains for 30 years. Now he's back. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He comes back in very <laughs> large spurts of disappearances. That's, and that's what I do. Look, some of, us have to, some, some of us can't up. just work, uh, you know, just normal shifts. We got to we gotta make the world go round and work our crazy shifts. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the state workers like me and Ryan can just actually go to our normal jobs. Right. <laughs> I, I hope you all enjoy those boxes that your Amazon packages come in. Because Ron yeah, Seymour supplies them. Because I make those. <laughs> you make, wait, you actually make the box? Or do you just put the uh, box I make the I make the paper. Oh, that's And cool. then we ship them to other people to make the boxes. Because that's got a lot of fantasy relevance. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Over <laughs> Over under on how many rolls of paper I messed up today. <laughs> we now know what Ryan what what Ron does for the longest time. He was like Chandler. Like we all knew he had a job, but we didn't know what it was. He's hoping to someday turn this into his job. Right? People don't listen enough. <laughs> right. Right. All right, guys. If you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. We'll actually get to some fantasy stuff tonight. We are also live on Twitch and Twitter. You can also listen to us in audio formats on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, OIR, Radio, Tune in. Leave us voicemails at www.garbagetimeapp.com. And Ron, this guy had a pretty good game last night, Miles Sanders. Where can you get this autographed card at the end of the fantasy football season? What do you have to do to win it? Well, what you have to do is you have to watch our show. You that's have true. to go over to Apple Podcasts, or yeah, that's what it's called. Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. You have to subscribe to our show here on YouTube, and then you have to comment under a video that you are part of the heckling fandom. Absolutely. And guys, if you want to have any sit or start questions for us, any waiver <clears> questions <throat> on any of these shows, you can leave them down in the comments. You can also leave them after the show in the YouTube comments or on Instagram at Garbage Night Fantasy Football or Garbage underscore Time FF on Twitter. We have a voicemail tonight, boys. You guys want to get into that first? All right. Let's go. You arrogantly said, bring it on, Christian. And I'm bringing it. By the way, this is from Anger Christian. He is returning with a voicemail. So let's see what he's got for us. Hey, guys. It's your favorite Hackman fan here with uh, another update on the Kim Jong-un of fantasy football that happens to be the commissioner of one of my leagues that I'm on. Uh, this dictator who we spoke about in the, my previous call decided to change the scoring system of our league on Sunday at 2.30 p.m. because he wanted Patterson to get extra points for returning the kick for a touchdown, which gave him 
10 extra points. However, thankfully, the fantasy gods are still on my side. Because even with that, he still lost the game. He's only 3-8. and eight, And he's on the verge of missing out on playoffs. And I took Watson away from him. Because he has no quarterback. So yeah, John B., I'm not apologizing to you on the podcast for your cup trade. You can suck it. Christian, out. It's like being in a league with Ron Seymour. No, that is bad. That That is is bad. That is not a great time. Christian, that's why you joined our league. You really need to get out of that league. It sounds like that is some corruption. It's like stuff in the ballot box. It's Awful. And here I thought Ron was shady. Man. Whew, especially with keepers. That that is how 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 did the rest of the league not like boycott? And just, you guys need to get together and vote in a new commissioner, is what it sounds like. Well, hopefully he's not the one that has all the money. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's probably why you should have a treasurer position and then a commissioner for. At least in that league, that's a correct. They have that. Uh, they have an app or something like a that everyone can put their money into. Mm-hmm. And oh, right. uh, it, it yeah, it's it's like made specifically for like fantasy sports. I can't remember what it's called. Ooh, we're gonna be doing some research and voting that into all of our leagues. <laughs> How's that? And then like, and then you do the payouts through there too. Excellent. Yeah, I wonder if that charges a fee. But yeah, uh, Christian. Hopefully you win some money in that lead to make it kind of worth all this hassle, but then definitely never join again. No, absolutely not. So, Christian, we're about to get into the news. Use that news to uh, beat the ass of the people in that league, just not in our league, okay? So with uh, that, let's get into some further news. News updates. All right, Christian, do not add Odell Beckham to your roster because there are some things going on with him which are a little bit strange up to this point. Odell Beckham I'd still was add him. What's that? I would still add him. Still I don't know. Just, yeah. not yet. Just not yet. No Odell Beckham was removed. Am I going to be able to get this new story out? You can. Go for it. No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Odell Beckham was removed from a flight for refusing to comply with safety protocols. He was apparently coming in and out of consciousness. Should teams be concerned about his personality, his attitude in the public, and will this affect him potentially getting on the field this year, or is this just a blip on the radar? No one cares. Just a blip. I think it is, too, honestly. Christian, you could really add him. I was fucking around with you. Add him to your roster. Darnell Mooney has an ankle injury and is expected to miss the entire year. How is this going to affect the Bears' offense and his future outlook for fantasy football? It's got to boost Claypool, right? You'd think so, but I don't really think it will. <laughs> this poor this poor Bears offense or team in general. It's just Justin Fields and then Montgomery. Yeah. It's really all there is up at this point. Maybe if you're feeling Friday. Hopefully just when Justin Fields comes back soon. I Do you guys think it'll help Cole Komet? Uh maybe. Yeah, it could. It, it'll mean, probably Justin help him more than Claypool. One at a time, boys. One at a time. Right. I thought I thought we were pretty spaced apart there. No, well, it was right over fine. top of each other. <laughs> Maybe your stuff's are slaggy. Mm, I don't yeah, think I so. heard it still. 
fine. Travis Etienne has a foot injury, but he says he's expected to go next week. Do you believe the player, or are you going to wait for doctor's evaluations? Uh, from I, what I've seen, it wasn't a Liz Frank injury. Um, more of just like a a sprain in his foot or something is what I heard. Yeah, it's along the lines of what I was hearing too. Yeah, I, I heard that he was cleared to even come back like during the game, and they just chose yeah. to be cautious mm-hmm. and uh, just sit him out the game. So, if, I mean, if he was cleared to come back mid-game, then he should be fine to go this week. I'm just afraid it's going to be one of those injuries, and we've seen it even a few times this year and many other years, where you're cleared to come back in the game and you can play in the game, but then the injury swells up, especially if it's that area uh, on his lower body. You can see swelling in it, and I think you may see him potentially deteriorating during the week. So I don't know why, but your statement of that area on the lower body really yeah, caught that. me. <laughs> that was <laughs> the word foot, Joe. <laughs> I was looking for the word foot and couldn't find it. You know that spot of your body <laughs> you know, way down? It's you know the one you walk with? Slightly below the ankle, that little <laughs> spot down there. There's toes connected to it. What's that called? I'm trying tonight, boys. I'm trying. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Anyway, just uh, watch his status, I think, for the rest of the week. Uh, Michael Carter has an ankle sprain. This one's a little bit more concerning for Michael Carter uh, owners, and this kind of really sucks because with everyone else seemingly out of that backfield until Knight showed out of nowhere and started getting carries, it felt like he was going to get the lion's share of the work back there and was going to be in for a big week. So uh, what's your thoughts on Michael Carter's ankle sprain going forward? Do you think uh, Knight's going to get some work? Is he worth waiver ads? Um, what are you evaluating for Michael Carter? Uh, yeah, with an ankle sprain with a running back, that takes away explosiveness. It makes it harder for them to cut. I would be shocked if he ple- if he plays next week. So Knight, you know, will probably be on the waiver show tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's waiver show. Wink. What's, what's, the deal with, what's the deal with Robinson being a healthy scratch? I think they really um, want to go ahead. He's trash. <laughs> no, I think it's a fact that Knight actually played special teams and there were some injuries on the special team and they needed to get a player on the roster that had it. And I think Knight just took advantage of the playing time there. So and I think he's going to. What's that? Week? Is Robinson back this upcoming week? I think with the injury to Michael Carter, we'll see him active. But I think Knight's going to actually get more carries than him. He showed out. And I'm expecting him to use him, and Mike White seemed to like him. And why would they go with Knight over your your superstar, James Robinson, Joe? Why would they do that? <laughs> because James Robinson is still banged up. Yeah, from an Achilles injury last year. That's right. You can uh, effectively remove James Robinson from your roster, I think, at this point. He's nothing and hasn't done anything in six, seven weeks. So there's that. Six, seven weeks. That's being generous. It's week 12. It was week 12. He hasn't done anything in 10 weeks. Whatever, Ron. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell has a knee injury and is going on the IR. Expected to miss, I believe Ryan said, a minimum of six weeks. He's effectively done for the fantasy season, correct, boys? Oh, yeah. We've we've got something for this if my computer wouldn't be dumb. <laughs> Would this be a certain drop? This is a certain drop. Do it. Just any time. Hold on. So I. There we go. I got it. Oh, it's on loop. Oh, God. My computer's too slow. 
There we go. He's too- Don't touch any more buttons. That's rough. Yeah, no. Just let us He's- do that. He's double glass. Oh, geez. So what's the future prospects of Elijah Mitchell on this roster or on other teams? I honestly, I think he's going to do the same thing. I don't think he'll be on, I don't know his contract situation, but he's not going to be relevant on this roster. They have CMC. Um, if he goes to another team, he's probably going to be in a committee where he ends up getting injured again. Like, I just, I don't trust him. Yeah, he was an unrestricted uh, free agent coming out of last year, so he's two years into this contract. And the 49ers have shown they've got no problem shipping out some of these running backs if they don't think they're effective in this backfield. It'll be very interesting, I think, for more of a dynasty perspective to see what they do with Elijah Mitchell because he's a good running back. He just needs to stay healthy. He's technically under contract through 2024, but they cut him next year and only take on 91 grand in dead cap, which is nothing. Opposed yep. to paying him nine hundred thousand. Correct. Yeah, he's not very expensive. No, it would be more, I think, prominent to just keep him on the roster. Um, so that I think that really lowers his fantasy value, considering the other guy that's on his roster, Christian McCaffrey, who's also dealing with what is believed to be tendonitis, according to reports. So, what's your thoughts on uh, Christian McCaffrey's injury that he that he ended up getting this past weekend? Uh, just, but I think he'll be yeah. fine. Uh, Tristan Wars of the Bucks was seen in a boot. Uh, X-rays were negative. Question I've got for you boys is: Will this affect Rashad White going forward? It's going to affect everybody. I mean, how many pieces of this offensive line has the Bucks lost this year? <laughs> it's like almost all of them. all of them. <laughs> um, I do think it, it. I don't think directly it'll affect Rashad White, but the fact that Leonard Fournette will probably come back sooner rather than later and take some carries from Rashad White, I don't think you're going to see like what you saw this week from Rashad White unless they just straight bench Leonard Fournette, and I don't think they do that. I think there's a strong possibility they do. He showed out in both facets of the ball there, Ron. I think they see Belkow with him. I think you could see Fournette pushing the bench heavily. I don't At least know. That's my initial feeling on it. Fournette yeah. was still playing well when he was in there. They're not going to just straight bench him. Not to the level of Rashad White, though. That was quite a performance. I, I think you fail to realize how little people use Belkow backs anymore in the NFL. Like, it doesn't happen very often unless you are like the superstar of superstars, CMC, Saquon Barkley. If any, if you have even with CMC in San Francisco, you've seen them try to use Elijah Mitchell more. Like, if they have two good running backs, they're going to use two good running backs, they're not going to just give it all to one person. Ryan, what's your thoughts on this backfield? Uh, in PPR leads, I'm still fine with Rashad White. I think he gets enough receiving work that he'll still have value. Yeah, I think he still has value, but I just I, I'm disagreeing with the fact that they're just going to straight bench Leonard Fournette. We're not, not going to be benched. That's not going to be. That's not going to happen. Allen Robinson is expected to miss the rest of the season. Is this even prominent news? <laughs> the Rams, just like when you think that their season can't get any worse, they it get does. Worse. like uh. Arnold, I heard. I saw, his yeah, Aaron Donald. Donald. Is he injured? Yeah, yeah I don't know where he got Aaron. Arnold from. Get to the job. Um, Aaron and Donald, like Arnold. 
how it goes. Yeah, no, that's fine. Just keep explaining it away. That's fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Piece of cake. Um, you, you know, that spot under the leg, you know. But, I mean, somehow Van Jefferson's now the wide receiver one in that offense. So. Just absolutely incredible. It's like the Rams just made a deal with the devil, and it's all just coming to fruition now. Like, they don't have draft picks for this upcoming year. Their team's just absolutely falling apart. This salary cap is just absolute hell. OBJ's not coming back. Like, they, like, kind of nope. assumed they had in the bag. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then they started losing every game they played. And OBJ's like, I kind of want to at least be in line to win a Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> and they're definitely not in line to win one. The Rams can't even rebuild at this point. Like, they're still going to be three years out from a rebuild. Yeah, it kind of feels like this one's just going to sting on their roster for the next few years. And that's the feeling I've got with them. And from a fantasy perspective, outside of Cooper Cup, Right now, they've really got nothing else figured out because it doesn't feel like they have a running back. They're going to have to look for one of those in the offseason. Um, I guess they have Higby, but the wide receiver position, again, outside of Cooper Cup, trash. It, nothing's really prominent there. Van Jefferson's not showing out, which they thought they would have something there. Um, and they have a flash in the pan for everyone behind him. They're, they're Viking. They're deep targets. It's just nothing seems prominent in that offense and nothing seems to roll. I really – think it's going to be painful for the Rams over the next few years and in all fantasy football formats. This has got to be like one of the worst seasons for defending champs that I that I recall. I mean, I'm sure there's a worse one out there, but this has got to be close. Yeah, it's got – what, have they got three wins right now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so bad. All right, Aaron Rodgers had a scary injury Sunday night. He said he couldn't even feel like he could breathe. Uh, what's your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers' availability going forward for the rest of the fantasy season? Is he going to play this upcoming week? I don't know. They're they're hard because they're still like kind of in it for a playoff spot. Not um, too far out. They're not too far out, but so if he's if he's available to play, they're going to play him, especially mm-hmm. in Chicago. Yeah, like he owns them, from what I hear. Um, yeah, so I just, uh, I don't know. It's hard. If he plays, he's going to, if he's available, he's going to play. But I mean, were you really happy starting him most of the time anyway? No, no, probably not. Uh, when can one of you guys Thursday just confirm with JJ that Aaron Rodgers is actually the owner of the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I'll double check. <laughs> All right. And last little bit of news I've got for us. Ryan broke this, so we'll let him go over it. Melvin Gordon signs with the Chiefs. So, Ryan, what's the backfield going to look like for fantasy football? And is it going to be good at all? I think this is just the Chiefs adding a little bit of depth because currently CH is not even on there, like a part of what they want to do anymore. Um, the only concerning part is do you see Melvin Gordon kind of come in and steal some word from Chaco before he fumbles the ball three times in a game? Um but you could kind of see him what he was doing to Javante Williams for a little bit there, just being a vulture. So it'll be interesting how that works out. My initial reaction from the signing is that I think Pacheco is still going to be a flex level player for you for fantasy football. It definitely is going to drop him a little bit. I think they're going to bring in Melvin Gordon to play that third down role. I think Pacheco gets in early, gets that work. But again, this is a Chiefs backfield where some weeks it's really good and some weeks it's really bad. Feast or famine, it's – one of the committees from hell. 
Pacheco's got viability. I don't see Melvin Gordon having much for the rest of the season. He's still going to learn this offense, and he's going to have to do that in the passing game there. Ron, what's your thoughts on him? I feel like this is going to be a three-headed monster with Pacheco, Gordon, and McKinnon, and it scares me. All right, we have a question from the Heckling Fandom here. Edward asks us, yo, guys, what's your opinion on this trade? Full PPR, I give Kamara and Waddle, and I get Etienne and Amon Ra. What is your thoughts? I prefer the Kamara and Waddle side, I think. Ryan? I don't know. Kamara's been, like, not great. So here's my thoughts on this trade. One, Waddle's going to have more prominence in that offense with the Dolphins, and his quarterback's going to be around for a while. We see that chemistry. Amon Ra is potentially going to have another rookie coming in, and we don't know what the chemistry is going to be there with the guy on injury. Yeah, but we're not talking about dynasty here. Redraft. Oh, this is redraft. Uh, I go Etienne Amon Ra. Yeah, no, for this year, I would say Etienne and Amon Ra. Dynasty, I would say Kamara and Waddle. So just ignore what I was initially saying. You guys are going to really do. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard when you don't show up for the shows, Ron. Oh, my God. I missed one week. <laughs> ready for the recap? Hell yeah. Uh, playoffs? But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You play to win the game. All right, let's get into the good portion of the recap for week 12. So fantasy football MVP up to this point, Josh Jacobs goes absolutely insane for 229 yards, two touchdowns, also gets involved in the passing work, six for 74. And Devontae Adams also does good for the Raiders. So break this down for us, guys. The Raiders offense for fantasy football this week, it looked good. Yeah, I mean, Foster Moreau had a good game. Um, got in the end zone. Got in the end zone. Josh Jacobs just capped off an insane game already with a, what was it, like an 80-something yard touchdown run in overtime. Yep, that definitely helped his fantasy prospects. Yep. Um, I think he's RB2 now, and I think he was getting drafted in like the fourth and fifth round. Man, he was just so heavily underrated in the league this year and in most fantasy leagues. I know I undersold him. And I know that's going to be a cold take on my part where I said Samir White was going to end up taking carries away from this year. So I'm sure JJ will be digging that up in a few weeks for our cold takes videos. Um, what, are you, what are you going to say about Josh Jacobs? He's going to absolutely get the bag from someone this year, whether it's the Raiders or another team. It's He's really played out this year, and they're using him incredibly, and it's very nice to see for fantasy football. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I feel like it won't be with the Raiders. I don't know why I feel that way. But I do. Where do you think he Because they're a trash organization. Yeah, that's, that's true too. And I don't know how much cash they have coming up. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're a cash-strapped team. Gonna have to keep their trash head coach, so they probably won't resign Josh Jacobs. And the other coach that they're still paying. That's also true. Chucky. Chris Godwin, 12 receptions for 110 yards, a PPR machine, and he returns to form. Also got in the end zone, too. What's your thoughts on Chris Godwin going forward for the rest of the season? I think he's going to be great going forward for the rest of the season. I think if you 
stuck with him for this amount of time, you're going to start being real happy. He had, he was getting all the targets that you want to see and all that just wasn't getting the touchdowns. And now he's starting to get those touchdowns again. And I think he's going to be very prominent throughout the playoffs for people. Mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson, four touchdowns in games without Zach Wilson. He got two this weekend, five for 95 and two DDs. What's your thoughts on Garrett Wilson going forward now that Mike White's the quarterback? I'm starting. Sorry, Mike fucking White. Sorry, him. As long as Mike White's in there. Dude is super talented, and Mike White is pretty much one of those guys that be like, oh, he's good? I'm going to throw him the ball regardless. Yep, absolutely. He's really got that high-end uh, number two wide receiver upside, I think, for the rest of the season. He feels damn good for your roster. Yeah. Brian Robinson was also very good this week, 105 yards on 18 carries, highly effective. Uh, how come Brian Robinson was so effective this week? Washington was in the lead most of the game. I think I think his production is very – it comes down to game script a lot. If it's a game where Washington can be in the lead and kind of maintain the lead, you'll see him get a lot of work. But if it's a game where they fall behind early, you're not going to you're not going to see a good game from him. Yeah, those will be the Antonio Gibson games. Yep, so just you know, keep an eye out for matchups. If it's a if it's a game you see Washington falling behind quick, might not be a game you want to put too much faith in Brian Robinson for. Outside of that scary hit from this past weekend, Tua Tagovailoa had a very good week, 22 of 36, 299 yards and one touchdown for both Tyreek and Will, and both had 85 yards. Nice and split this week. Uh is it just full go for this Dolphins offense going forward, or was this just symptomatic of them just destroying the Texans, like most people do these days? It doesn't matter that it was the Texans. This offense is so high-powered, it's damn near impossible to stop. How far are they going in the playoffs, Ron? Farther than Buffalo? He's putting you in a corner, Ron. Yes, I know he is. This isn't a fantasy question. They could very well make it all the way to the Super Bowl. I, I, I 100% believe that. It would not shock me. I'm not saying that they will because there is obstacles to pass. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me that they can't beat these teams like the Bills, oh, wait, that's right. They already beat the Bills this year. you telling me they can't beat the Chiefs? They 100% have the offensive firepower to keep pace with the Chiefs. The Chiefs' offs- or defense isn't like – Super great. It's good, but it's not unbeatable. It's not like it's the uh, Denver Broncos defense out there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, they can easily be be beaten by a team that has Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. So they could make. They have just as much a chance as anyone else in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. Nick Chubb returned to form two, 26 carries, 116 yards, one touchdown, helping them beat the Bucks this week. Where does he rank for you on fantasy running backs on the season? He feels like he's just been super consistent this year. Yeah, yeah that's what you – I mean, consistency is great. I mean, the only problem with Nick Chubb is he doesn't get all of the passing down work that you would like to see out of, like, your – top end running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be interesting to see when Deshaun Watson, you know, he comes back this week. Will it be a little bit more pass happy? They'll score more potentially. You know what I mean? In theory, they're going to put up more points. 
I don't think you really have to worry about it this week, per se. I think they'll try to ease Deshaun Watson back in. I don't think they're just going to be airmailing it against the Texans. I just say they got a bad defense, but they're very weak against the run. And that's what I think the Browns will try to do. Um, I look for a balanced attack. I think they Chubb will be just fine this week. After that week, don't know what that offense is going to look if, like. So I think that's a very fair question, Ron. But if there was a game to go full board, pedal to the metal, airmail it, to get Deshaun Watson integrated, this would be the one. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but I think the game plan will be stick to the run game because that's really where the Texans are super weak. Yeah, I'd throw it 60 times. Yeah, 160 even. Why not? I can see Deshaun Watson because against this defense, against this defense, he wouldn't be able to because you know he's probably going to throw three times a drive and score a touchdown. If you didn't take the hit, stream anyone that the Texans are going against. Yeah. 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 Panthers running game also got going this week and it looks good again. And two running backs looks good. Uh, Dante Foreman, 24 carries on 113, one touchdown. And Chuba Hubbard on 17 carries, 65 yards. Break down this running game for me. I don't trust it. Is this a roller coaster of emotions? <laughs> it feels like it, but it was good again. Ron, yeah. you don't trust it, but can you play it going forward? Um, I mean, if you want to have a heart attack every week, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Down to Foreman more. He's the clear starter. Okay. But have, yeah. No. Good. Yeah. All right. Isaiah Pacheco got the lion's share work uh, for the Chiefs. And I said he was the clear number one in my notes until they signed a running back just a few hours ago. And Ryan is raising the question with that. Travis Kelsey is also the boss at the tight end position. He got in the end zone. So what's your thoughts on Isaiah Pacheco going forward and recap this game a little bit for me? I mean, he's still the clear number one. It's just what does that mean in this offense now? I think this upcoming week, it'll be fine. Yep. Melvin Gordon is going to come in his first week on the team. And, I mean, he's still on the practice squad even. Like, he might not even be active this week. So this week, I think Pacheco will be fine. But I think going forward, it might. They might give Melvin Gordon more of the goal line work. They're going to, you know, even if he's only getting four to five carries a game. If it's in the Jared right McKinnon, McKinnon is still getting some carries and targets. So you just, that that's a lot of, when you're starting splitting carries between three people, you're looking at Pacheco getting 10 to 12 carries a game. And at that point, you're just hoping and praying he, Breaks a long one for a touchdown. Why the fuck was Ronald Jones involved this week? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. Because they want three running backs to be involved. They don't. It, and that's my point. They don't a hundred percent trust Pacheco. If they did, they wouldn't have brought in Melvin Gordon. It's not a depth piece. They have Ronald Jones. They have Jarek McKinnon. They didn't need a depth piece. It's true. So they don't 100%, they don't want to give Pacheco the entire thing, and they won't. So that's why going forward, Pacheco is still going to have his good games because he will break one off for a touchdown and be fantasy relevant that week. But you're going to see a lot of games where he has 50 50 catches or 50, well, that'd be great, 50 yards. That'd be be record-breaking. 
50 yards, no touchdowns, and maybe a catch, so he'll finish with like six or seven fantasy points. Like, it sounds like you've got him in flex viability going forward. He's definitely a flex play because he is the starter for the Chiefs offense. Whatever that means. Yeah. Ron, Lamar Jackson was pretty good this week, right? Even in a losing effort? I mean, he's Lamar Jackson. He's always good. I mean, he hasn't been that great the last four or five weeks. The good thing about Lamar Jackson and, like, Kyler Murray is they're never going to get you, like, two points. Right. The you know what I mean? They're never gonna they're never gonna be nice. Zach Wilson. So I mean they're Rob, gonna get you. You lost a playoff game last year because Lamar Jackson got you one. Lamar Jackson got <laughs> injured. That's different. <laughs> you lost a playoff game to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson didn't do anything either. If you no. recall, the, the final score was like 91 to 89 or some crap like that. It was ridiculous. It was we the should, worst. We could have both been eliminated. Immediately. Right. You, you, had, you had the other quarterback in this game too? We really should have just let someone else. We should have just been like, we lost, both of us. Someone else take the go on. Amazing. But you're right. The uh, floor for Lamar Jackson is always fairly high. So even though he hasn't really been himself lately, it, you're going to get these performances from him. So you got to play him if you have him. That's really all there is to it. Uh, Justin Herbert definitely returned to form this week. 35 and 47, uh, three touchdowns. 11 of those receptions went to Austin Eckler. So he did his thing. And one touchdown surprisingly went to uh, DeAndre Carter, who was people thought he was going to fall down the depth chart this weekend was very active. So what's your thoughts on this Chargers offense going forward? Well, it's Keenan Allen, it's Austin Eckler. Yep. And then it's going to be Josh Palmer or DeAndre Carter. It's going to be one of them every other, you know, every week. It's not going to be both of them. So you kind of got, I think Palmer is the more locked in. I mean, but. Palmer still had five for 56, so it's not like he was a dud. No, absolutely not. Right. So, but like Ron said, it's going to be the the two that are guarantees, and then that number three position probably be off and on. Right. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, 87 for one touchdown. And Kyler Murray, as Ron expressed here, looked pretty good this week too. So very low, very high floor. Um, so what do you like about this? Arizona offense going forward. We'll get into Hollywood Brown in the surprise category later. I just, he, I mean, their offense should start looking better. They're starting to get their weapons back. James Conner, they got DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown's coming back. And if they can get Rondale Moore back, like, I mean, they should have one of the best offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, I mean, I've on that over the next few weeks. No, because they still have Cliff Kingsbury. That's true. Problematic. So, who would you like to see them bring in? I think you see Kyler Murray have much better uh, weeks than he's had previously. But into who they should bring in? That's Frank. Sean Payton. Sean. Frank Wright. Frank Wright. Sean Payton. Frank Wright. Sean Payton's going to the Cowboys. He's going to one of those two teams. Yep. I agree with you. All right. He should just go back to the Saints and just win again. And just prove them all. I don't know. Fair enough. 
All right, let's talk about two quarterbacks here. Both looked very good. Uh, Geno Smith, 27-37, 328, two touchdowns, proving everyone wrong. Trevor Lawrence, 29-37, three touchdowns, 321 yards, beating the Baltimore Ravens. Ron, what surprises you more, Trevor Lawrence's performance this week or the consistency of Geno Smith? Probably the consistency of Geno Smith. Just, I mean, no one – I mean, if you asked anybody, anybody before the season started, who was going to be the better quarterback this year, Geno Smith or Russell Wilson, <laughs> like they're going to say Russell Wilson. And they just, uh, this is not the case. It's Geno Smith. It's absolutely insane. He's QB7 right now. So you're going to be the quarterback crazy. two years from now in Seattle? He might be. He. I mean, they just the build around him. Yeah, I mean, why not? They have the draft capital too now. And Trevor Lawrence did have a good day. He has a nice matchup coming up too, so mm -hmm. definitely a viable option against the Lions. Yep. And something notable uh, in the Geno Smith experience: Metcalf had 11 receptions, so dude, have a good week from him too. All right, Rashad White had 14 carries for 64 yards and nine receptions for 45. So getting involved in all facets of the game. Ron, you said and disagreed with me here a little bit that you think Fournette's going to come in here and take a little bit more work. So give me the vision of what you think this backfield is going to look like. I think you see Fournette get half the carries. I mean, yes, Rashad White will get the bulk of the receiving work, but is he going to get nine receptions every week? No. He'll probably get three to four. So he's going to finish with 10 carries. If he has, we'll say even a decent four and a half yards per carry, that's going to be roughly 50, 60 yards. He'll have three receptions for 30 yards. I mean, he'll have very good flex plays with upside, but he's not going to be the bell cow. So he's not going to, I mean, uh, have the same opportunities. I think you'll see basically like the last time Fournette was healthy. Um, against against Seattle is a little bit of a weird game, but when they played the Rams, you had like a an eight nine split. Yeah. What? But I mean, then the Seattle game was really weird, where you had Rashad White with twenty two and Leonard Fournette with fourteen. I don't think you'll see that again. But all right, T Higgins is the model of consistency. While his running mate is out, seven receptions for 114 yards, one touchdown, and the Bengals win again. What's your thoughts on T. Higgins being absolutely awesome as J.J. said he was going to be this season? This makes me sad Chase is coming back next week. I, I, I'm really enjoying watching T. Higgins play as the number one. I really am. Going to take a little bit of a dip. How much of a dip? I don't know. <laughs> 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 a typical Ryan Warner answer. Oh. Is he still going to be a wide receiver one, though, Ryan? Sure. I think you'd do it. Okay. Also, High wrote about this. What were you saying? High end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one. Also notable in this game, Samaj Piri Ryan had 15 carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown. So he was still decent for. <laughs> Mixon, who was out of this game. Uh, next player we're going to talk about here, Jalen Hurts, absolute boss. 
He is the anti-Kyler Murray. Obviously, he doesn't play Call of Duty all the time. 16 for 28, 153 yards, two touchdowns, 17 carries for 157 yards. The man is a running back. He is a quarterback. He can actually pass Ron Seymour. Thoughts on him? I can't stand you. Um, <laughs> the disrespect that you give Kyler Murray is just awful. He's he's a much better court. He's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. The disrespect you gave Jalen Hurts last year, saying he can't pass, was true disrespect. Yeah. Kyler Murray is a good quarterback, just like Scott Duke. Uh, much. He couldn't pass last year. Like, I was 100% correct on that last year. The mechanics were there. You could see the mechanics last year. Too bad he wasn't hitting his targets. I mean, Jalen Hurst is QB3, and Kyler Murray is QB8. Yeah. So much better, yeah. huh? <laughs> are, we, are we talking fantasy right now, or are we talking quarterback? Because quarterback... This is a fantasy show. Yeah, well, fantasy. then, yeah, right now he's – a better fantasy option. But right now, Kyler Murray has a Cliff Kingsbury problem. I'd argue more weapons, though. You know what they say, denial just isn't a river in Egypt. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, yep. just as good. And Rondell Moore now, Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. So it'll be a real test to see yeah. – if it'll be a real test going forward now that they both have a full complement of weapons. And I would argue that the Cardinals have more weapons, not a better offense, but you're right. They do have a Cliff Kingsbury problem. Yes. <laughs> Christian Watson, 110 yards, one touchdown. The boys. Are good. we still in the good? There's yeah. a lot of good. I don't even see this on the good notes. Are you? Did you? I added it? this. No. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's been good. Yep, and then Miles Sanders, 21, 143, and two touchdowns. Go and get that card, guys. You ready to move on to the bad category? Let's do it. Let's get some downers. All right, yeah, much more fun to talk about anyway because it's fun to shit on teams. Falcons' runs defense is absolutely atrocious. Uh, so are we just playing every running back we can against the Falcons' run defense going forward? In DFS, I am. Yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Who do they got next week? I don't know. I don't it's an interesting question, and I think we need to know. I'm getting there. He's getting there. Thanks, Ryan. They Thanks. have the Steelers, a Najee Harris day? I think it is going to be a Najee Harris day. Damian, Najee Harris won't do anything. <laughs> well, I'll put in heavy bets on him. He won't do shit. Yeah. Unfortunately. Speaking of running – Go ahead, Ryan. Well, go ahead. All yours. I insist. I was just going to say, that's probably the one quarterback, one running back I wouldn't have faith in against the Falcons defense. All right, speaking of running backs that were hard to have faith in after this past weekend, but I think will be good this upcoming weekend, I hope. Damian Pierce had eight yards on five carries and got outpaced by D. Agun Bowale, who got a touchdown. What the F? Isn't this like two weeks in a row where he's had very few carries? Just a victim of what is going on? Because the Tutsons are bad. Do they just not want to yeah, play him? Yeah, they were bad all year. It's not like this is a new 
but they were com- they were competitive. Are they trying to save him early? And What's now, the thought with him? He's your best running back, and he's by far. He had negative yards last week. What's going on here with Damian Pierce? Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 worrisome. Is it getting to the point where he's benchable? I mean, I, if you're in a must win game, you gotta. <laughs> it's hard to bench him because of what he could be. Like if they're just like, oh yeah, we were more competitive when we were involving Damian Pierce. Like, Damn, I don't know. It's it's scary, and with playoffs coming up, he's gonna be scary. I don't know. You, you might just have to play him. Um, just hope yeah, for the best. They face. The Browns. got the Browns this week. They got the Browns, then the Cowboys. So that's no, the Texans those are, are not good matchups. Nope, but they are going to try to keep Deshaun Watson off the field. I think so. That's probably their best play, considering they don't have much a quarterback anymore either. And they, oh god, what a mess the Texans are. Jeff Wilson stay got saved by a touchdown, but he didn't look that great compared to what we thought he was going to do. We thought we were going to have an absolute explosion from him this week. Was this just Miami deciding to pick on the Texans in the secondary as opposed to with the running game? I think it was more of just they got ahead quickly and then they let other running backs mop up after that. Conserving Jeff. I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I think he'll be all right going forward. That's fair enough. Well, Russell Wilson's defensive linemen are screaming at him on the sideline now, and he is getting mocked for pregame meditation. 19 for 35, 142 yards. Why does he blow so bad? If you still have him on your fantasy team or in your lineup, like, shame on you. I'm not sure why we keep talking about him in the bad category. I mean, let's let's just assume that every week, like, from now on, he's not allowed to be on this list unless he's in the surprising because he actually had a good day. Yes. Should we just make a ghost category for him? Nope, we don't need another category. We just need to not talk about him anymore. Because it's just... And just, unless he has a good day, we can throw him in the surprising. We just need to... Don't even need to talk about him. He's nope. this year's Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers got brought up on every show last year. Russell Wilson gets brought up yeah, on every we show don't, this year. We don't need to talk about him. We can move on. Because if you still have him on your roster, you, Shame on you me. haven't been listening. You're not going to the playoffs. Brian Perkins and Cam Akers were both ineffective against the Chiefs. This whole backfield for the Rams is highly ineffective. Fucking terrible. Nothing is going to come out of this backfield going forward, correct? Watch your hands of it. Stop starting the Rams. Just the backfield. Yeah, just the Rams in general. Done. Don't do it. Mm -mm. Done with all of them. Just retire the Rams for this year. Yes. Yep. Fair enough. Ken Walker had a bad week, 14-4-26. What was the outlet and why did this happen? He had two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, but bad... I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the usage. <laughs> Give me the usage. This is a fantasy football show. He had two touchdowns. He had a great week. Moving on. Who's next? What? I am concerned about the usage, Joe. Talk about it. Yes, he got the touchdowns in the red zone, but why was the per carry not so good this week? Because they got down into the red zone with the passing and then hammered it in with Kenneth Walker. So no concerns here. No. no, he had two touchdowns. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll move on. Wait, wait, no, hold on. If Brees Hall was still healthy and he went out there and had that exact stat line, you would never put him in the bad category. No, 
but it's not recent. So. <laughs> Listen, Walker, two touchdowns this week. You gotta step that up. Let's you run. Step, we we need at least ten. Listen, ten touchdowns had, out of you. Two, we had too much in the good category today, as you just mentioned. I was trying to find a downlay. But Knight on the Jets so had like Knight, Knight on the Jets had like fifteen yards. So let's bring him up. Yeah, yeah. He had a, he had a great day. He had great fifteen day. yards. Go I'm get him. So great. Start writing these scripts so I can just torture your <laughs> All right, let's talk about Mike Gusecki's goose egg. He just is not performing for the Dolphins, and he did nothing this week. Where is he? It's it's what we expected though. Like when you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle there, does not much, and then you still you got that Smythe guy that's stealing work in the red yeah. zone. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what we Wash think will happen. Your drop hands. him, drop right. him. Can you drop Elvin Kamara 14 yards? Suck the game. No. No. What are you doing with him then? He has an Andy Dalton. You wait, for you him. put him in your lineup and go, please, please let this be the week. Mm-hmm. Please, for the love of God. <clears throat> That's what poor, you say. Poor Christian. Yep. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had 11 carries for 32 yards. Debo Samuel, 45 yards total. And George Kittle, 26 yards. How come the 49ers offense was inept this week? They did win because of the defense, but what slowed down these players specifically? Just the other team's defense. It was a low-scoring defensive yeah. game. Yeah. Are you worried about any um, of these players going forward? No. No. I'm a little <clears throat> I'm dying a little bit apparently. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know what just happened. I tried speaking and it wouldn't work. Ron's becoming a fantasy working man again. It's just <laughs> I love it. I was talking. I'm not used to it anymore. Um, <laughs> um I'm a little worried about Debo. Not so much like he hasn't been putting up like bad, bad weeks, mm-hmm. but He's not giving you any of those explosive weeks that he did last year. No, absolutely not. It's not what you drafted. So, right. So it could have hurt you where you had to draft Debo Samuel. So I'm not concerned about him, but expectations definitely have to change. Yes. What's your expectations then? 10 to 12 points. Yeah. A wide receiver three? Yeah. Yeah. Wide receiver three. I think he still has wide receiver two upside if he gets the touchdown. Yeah. But I would say a very you safe someone, three. Like you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not going to be overly valid. You have more faith in IU going forward than him? No. Yeah. I do. I do too. I think he's been getting more looks. Jimmy G likes him. The only thing that could save Debo right now is now that Elijah Mitchell's injured again and they shipped away uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., you might see Debo start getting more rushing work again. It's true. To try to help, you know, alleviate some of the pressure off of CMC. You think Kittle that could save him? Yeah. Kittle's always been like this. There's up and down. The offense is not pass happy enough to support multiple people going off every week. And with it being Ayuk most weeks right now, George Kittle kind of needs a touchdown. Okay. Last player in the back category I got is DeMarcus Robinson returning to absolutely nothing in the Ravens offense again, 17 yards. Well, the former shell Deshaun Jackson 
comes up with 74 yards of the Ravens wide receiver core. What do you make of Demarcus Robinson? Is he just back to anonymity? I don't trust any. This is another wide receiver room I don't want anything to do with. Mm-mm. It seems like it's someone different every week. Would you rather pluck a wide receiver from the Rams wide receiving core or from the Ravens wide receiving core? If I had to choose one, I would go the Ravens, but. Neither. That is the right answer. Yeah. All right. Surprising category. As said in the very intro of this show, Mike fucking White woke up the Jets offense this week. 22 of 28, 315 yards in a. Good, effective offense this week. Um, I don't think he did anything that was ordinarily special. He just ran the offense. So what's your guys' thoughts on Mike White's fantasy value going forward? If he's got a good matchup, you could start him as a QB2. Yeah. But outside of that, I'm not touching it. And he'd have to have a really good matchup. I will say this. Mike White's about to win the Jets a playoff game, and it's going to be great. I can see the future. I really could. I'm pretty sure they would have beat the Patriots last week if Mike White was the quarterback. I think they would have, they would have benched Zach Wilson in the fourth quarter. He's He's got the Vikings coming up who just gave up 380 yards to Matt Jones. So Yeah. I think he's playable, especially in two QB leagues. You can definitely play him. I wouldn't play him in the top 12 this week, but and then, and then, in a pinch, you could. And then he has the Bills, no bueno. But then he has the Lions. So Yeah. And against the Bills, he threw four picks last year. But this is a different offense, so we'll see. But I'm not confident with him in that game. Uh, This week, though, I think decent matchup. Yeah, but the difference this year is the Jets' defense is going to keep them in the game where he's not going to have to throw as much. True. Like, he's not going to – they're not going to be playing from, like, a huge deficit. This Jets' D, they already beat the Bills. So, I'm not saying that they definitely are going to again – but the Jets' defense is good enough to slow anyone down. Anyone. It's nice. It's so especially, nice. Especially as long as Sauce is just out there tackling wide receivers before they get the ball. Yeah, before they even get the ball. Yeah, as and long as no penalties on Sauce, it's fine. You, guys are you, be you, you can be the best corner in the league if nobody calls pass interference on you. I'm not mad. I'm just jealous. <laughs> the, the wide res- He's jealous because he hasn't had these type of things happen to him over the past 20 years. What yeah, I no, touchdown that wasn't called a touchdown. All right. I'm is, on. Does Ryan just have a little bit of fear that three AFC East teams are going to get to the playoffs and one of them is not going to be named the Patriots? God, I'm not. They're still all in line for all of them to go, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Same with the NFC East. Like, it's possible. Beast of the East. It's wild. That's the right. The whole East Coast gets in. <laughs> Except the Cowboys, they're not truly on the East Coast. <laughs> right. Sure. I don't know how All right, let's talk, let's talk about Elijah Moore. He was a little bit of a surprise. He got involved in this offense going forward, two for 64 and one touchdown. Is he on your waiver wire uh, radar at least now? Weird. All it took was a real quarterback. Yeah, that's really weird. I love Mike White. <laughs> in a, you know, fantasy sense. Right, right. In a football sense. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> I mean, maybe George Pickens is just an amazing. animal. What do you do? Just, just an amazing catch. Just mm-hmm. what he does every single week. Breaking news: Ron Seymour loves George Pickens. I do. Like, I just, I can't believe the catches he makes just every week. Wasn't he like a second rounder? Well, yeah. 
You want to know what else is not surprising? Matt Ryan being 0 for 4 with an interception. He has completed more passes to the other team than to his own guys. He needs to take notes from Zach Wilson. At least Unbelievable. he had nine passes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Unbelievable. DJ Moore gets reinvigorated by Sam Darnold. Comes back 103 yards and a touchdown. What's the viability with Sam Darnold playing with him next I time? ain't trusting Sam Darnold. No. Nope. You got to have some brass undies to be trusting Sam Darnold. Would be really no. Good. He makes DJ more relevant, though. He does. You can say that. Does he? He does. I, he's I got don't. a very he's got a very good history and repertoire with him. I'll see it when DJ Moore strings together three good games in a row. All right. Latavius Murray, 92 yards. Is just because he just got the lion's share of the work with Denver? Yep, and that's what you'll see going forward. Yep. James Conner, 120 yards, one touchdown, three receptions, 20 yards, one receiving touchdown. Was this surprising? We were very worried about him this week because he was kind of coming up on injury reports and shit. I I think he's a full go every week unless you he, it's a new injury. I think the injury reports were just the same one, just the you know carrying over. The biggest bummer is so he just had this huge game. Now he has a bye week. Then he has to face New England defense, Denver defense, Tampa Bay defense, and San Fran's defense. It's kind of like yeah. I suppose if you want to try to sell high, if your trade deadlines yeah. are still active. Um, which I might in our winner winner league, I might just that's completely abolish. I'm I'm gonna completely abolish the trade deadline. I think. Yeah, because you definitely don't have to vote that in. Yeah, I, I think I'm just gonna say like trades are not done until playoffs start. Like <laughs> once you're in the once the playoffs start, then there's no more trading. But up until then, l- let let it fly. You know. That's fair. We'll see. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown looked surprisingly healthy and got a lot of receptions out of necessity, I think, in this game, but he looked good. Six receptions. Is he startable from here on out? I think so. Yeah, he had a lot of targets. So yes, he did. He's definitely there. Uh, Matt Collins, four for 64 and a touchdown. This feels like a bear trap every single time you see Matt Collins. Love the athletic ability, but he did have the touchdown. Is he viable for flex play? No. He goosed last week. Big goose. What's that, Ryan? He goosed. I debate it. No. Might dabble. I'm not dabbling. (laughs) I'm not dabbling at all. I'd probably consider dabbling. I'm no dabbling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not dibbling. I'm not dabbling. I'm not doobling, even. None of it. No, no dibble, dabble, doobble. No. All right. Ron's we gotta move on from this. Oh god, we gotta Gus, move on from this one. Gus Edwards 16 for 52 and a touchdown. What's the backfield for the Ravens look like? The only problem with this is uh JK Dobbins is uh being cleared to come off of IR. Yep. So if he plays, it's I mean he may not steal all he's definitely not gonna steal all of it, but he's gonna steal some work from Gus Edwards. And you'll Josh, steal all right, where did Josh Oliver's four for 76 come from on a touchdown? Weird. Who's Josh Oliver? Yep, Zay Jones, 11 receptions, 145 yards, leading most wide receivers in most fantasy formats. Do you freaking love Zay Jones going forward? Yeah, he's been getting targets all season. Like, he's had multiple good games. Great. Yeah. Bad to bad games. And if, if, if Trevor Lawrence can continue, you know, 
I think this Jaguars offense has looked good most of the year. I mean, they've just been falling short. They've been falling short on some of these games. And, you know, this is one of those teams that's going to finish with, you know, maybe five, six wins Mm -hmm. this year and then come back next year and probably be like a 10-11 win team. So, And they have Uh, the Lions not sweet. So True. Hey, look, Amari Cooper had two good games in a row with 94 yards, and Njoku gets in the end zone. Uh, is Njoku playable this week yes. with Deshaun Watson coming back? And do you like Every Amari week. Cooper? Every week? Yes. Every week. Fair enough. Cor- this is what you call the most quarterback upgrade ever. Yeah. Uh, Zacharis, 91 yards for the Atlanta Falcons. Thoughts? Nothing. Who? Zacharis. Uh, oh, okay. Kyle Pitts is okay, injured, so he's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy who didn't the biggest. Um, run. I just uh, I don't trust the Falcons' passing game because they throw like twelve times a game. That's because they just like to run the ball. That does happen. Yeah, so they, they win games doing it though. So I, I'm okay with not trusting a wide receiver from the Falcons. Wash your hands of that yeah. wide receiving core. Okay. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Still trust him over the Rams wide receivers, though. That's fair. Derrick Henry in the receiving work was very effective. 79 yards on three receptions, but the fumble was fun to watch, which Traylon Burks really got the surprising category with the four for 70 and one touchdown because of that fumble. So what's your thoughts on the passing work of Derrick Henry this past week? Well, Traylon Burks that, going forward? that passing work was like one screen pass that went for it was awesome. 79 yards. And then he that fumbled. play was hilarious. Yeah. Like, Derrick Henry should have had, like, a 20-point-something game, but he fumbled it on the one-yard line. And Traylon Burks got the touchdown. It's surprising that that happened to Derrick Henry. Usually he just looks like an animal, and he's never embarrassed on highlight reels. It was a good punch. It was a good punch out by the defender. But... It was. Aaron Jones looked actually effective this week. Good. 12 for 43, and then three catches for 56. And I met A.J. Dillon, not Aaron Jones. What's your thoughts on A.J. Dillon going forward? Man, Jordan Love came in, and just this offense just looks so much better. Mm, it's almost like Aaron Rodgers has been hurt for most of the season. I've had him in dynasty for two years. Now is the time. It might be. Now is the time. Now is the time. As we said, too, Aaron Jones looked uh, pretty effective, too, in this game. It was just a good overall game for both running backs. And last surprising uh, game that we got this week, Jermichael Hasey, who was mistakenly in the wrong category, is bad because I listed him in the bad category on accident. Actually had a good game. Uh, 12 carries for 28, five receptions for 68 yards. Uh, but ETN said he will be back this upcoming week. Did uh, Hasty's production surprise you? Uh, not really. I mean, he was having – he has good games almost all the time when he actually gets the bulk of the work. Um, But like you said, ETN's going to come back, and I don't think they – I don't think he misses time. I think it just – Goes back to the ETN show. Yes. All right. Anything you guys want to add to the recap of this week? Nope. Ron nope. says absolutely not. I'm ready to go. All right, guys. If you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. You can also find us in audio formats on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Tune in. We are live on Twitch and Twitter. Leave us voicemails at www.garbagetimeff.com. Make sure to like and subscribe. And Ron, how do you win that Miles Sanders card? To win that Miles Sanders card, you have to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And then you have to like and subscribe to our YouTube page. 
right here at Garbage Time Fantasy Football. And then you have to comment under one of our videos that you are a part of the Heckling fandom. All right, since Ron's been out for a week, I'll let him be the working man and not read this long description. What does this Heckling fandom say to us, Ron? We got clamped easy. Should I accept this? I'm getting Amon Ross St. Brown for Ramondre. My other running backs are Kenneth Walker, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Pollard. My receivers are Waddle, Jamar Chase, Marquise Brown. I don't even have to finish reading this. Yes. Yes, you don't need Ramondre Stevenson. You have plenty of very good running or yeah, running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have plenty of very good wide receivers too. I don't know what is happening in your four-man team that you're four player <laughs> league that you're in. But yeah, I would do this trade. Yeah. Yeah, so make that trade and improve your team. Uh, and if you want to ask more questions, feel free to, man. You can do that in the comments below. You can also reach us on Instagram at Garbage Time Fantasy Football. Leave us a voicemail at GarbageTimeFF.com or at Garbage underscore Time FF on Twitter. You boys ready to get out of here? Yes. Yep. Let's do it. Good night, guys. Join us tomorrow for the waiver show.